Colin Can You Hear Me is brought to you by Noah's Arcade, Aurora, Illinois' hottest chain of video game arcades, owned and operated by Noah Vanderhoff. Come bust a move where the games are played. It's chill. It's fresh. It's Noah's Arcade. Nostalgia. Being reminded of our youth, of an earlier time when we were more innocent, when we formed connections with things like music and sports. Certain songs struck a chord where they still resonate as our go-to song when we're working out, relaxing, or even when we need a pick-me-up. What's your go-to song? Why? What's the story? What does it remind you of? And what happens when nostalgia gets in the way of logic. Hey Mike, hey Mike, can I respond to that? Of course. I, I vehemently disagree. Do you disagree with us too? Would the go-to-work Detroit Pistons defeat the Bad Boys Pistons? We? This is Warren Stowe. Hello, my name is Benjamin Webster. And me, Mike Schaefer, will try and hash it out. Until then, I have just one more question for you. Colin, can you hear me? North America, this is Colin. Can you hear me? The show that tackles your questions in an ongoing quest to find the answer. Now, here's your ginger bearded host, Mike Schaefer. All right, welcome back to Colin. Can you hear me? This is a Wednesday evening. This is my my Friday, guys. I, I took Thursday and Friday off. It's a four day weekend. I'm jealous. Fantastic. Yeah, very that's really nice. So I'm, I'm hoping that this conversation will be the kickoff to an amazing four days. So oh, for sure, um, TGIF, Chase. TGIF. Thank you. Hey, thank hey, you, Chase. Warren. I'm taking I'm taking Friday off, so tomorrow's my Friday. So I'm one day behind you. That's okay, <sighs> guys. I'm working all the way to Friday, so Friday's my Friday. It's not sucks, bad, man. That sucks for you. Yep. So you're yep. when you're uh, really enjoying Friday, my Friday will just be okay, which is which is okay. So. Okay. Um, well, we have Ben Webster and Warren Stowe joining Hello. us again. What's up, what's and up? I, Warren, I, I wanted to give Dawn a shout-out. She tweeted this the other day, and we're not going to really dive into it. I think it's more of a pun. She asked mm. the question whether or not vegetarians eat animal crackers. <laughs> she asks hypotheticals like that a lot. Does she? Yeah. Yeah, she does. I thought about it too long, so maybe we can get her to uh, tweet out her response on it, but unless she's told you already. No, I, I actually did not ask her. I, I think they do, though. I do think they, yeah. they, you know, I think it's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, 
So just a couple topics today. We're, we're going to talk about, and we posted this on Facebook, and we'll share some of the responses from that. We're going to talk about the go-to songs, um, the Bad Boy Pistons versus the, the go-to-work or Detroit Basketball Pistons. And then Stowie conquered the KBS Beast, and I, I want to hear all about that, that quest, that journey, and sort of the end result. So... I'm gonna get you guys started. Webby, are you? Are you can you hear? Are you shoveling ice? I can hear. Top? Webby's I'm, making I'm, a drink. What are you making, Webby? What, I'm what locked and loaded. I'm I'm actually taking some ibuprofen. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, this, but I'm about to have a drink in a little bit here. I'll, okay. I'll show you when when that happens. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was good. So yeah, always good always like when I can make Amelda laugh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. Um, yeah. She has a good sense of humor. Yes, so she does. when I pose the uh, what is your go-to song, uh, there's an initial song that comes to mind, and I'm just going to play this because my, my cousin, Allison, posted this on the Facebook page, and I can't believe I didn't think about this. So I want, I want to I play a second and get your guys' initial thoughts. Stealing of his property, we're damn good too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy gotta with, be the with the steel. Gotta be handy with the steel. You know what I'm saying? Keep. What do you guys think? I'm ecstatic. I've heard I've heard that once before. Just one time. No, I think I used to hear that probably like every day after school in Janice Yek's car on the way to like soccer <laughs> practice. Um, I think that song actually is one of, I think one of the best rap albums. It's on one of the best rap albums ever made. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there, there are some other songs on that rap album that are right there with a lesser known, but it's right. a fantastic song. It's, it's, good, yeah, it's good selection. That was my cousin Allison Hansen. Um, you guys may know her as Allison Larson. Uh, she was always hanging out at the Gus Macker in Ludington. He was us. always at the barbecue. Always at the are Ben both, Webster Are both barbecue. those guys still alive? Is Warren G and Nate Dogg, are they, are they still with us? Nate Dogg is dead. He's <laughs> been there for a long time. I, I feel like I should know that. Yeah, Probably. he's dead. Yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago. Well, Warren nice. G is alive. Warren G is alive. So I'll, alive. I'm going to jump in here because yep. um, your your cousin stole my thunder, which is fine because it's a great thunder to steal. But um, that was on... You know, when you pose this question, it was impossible for me to come up with one. So I have yeah. I have a list of a couple, and that was one of mine. And <laughs> I didn't really know how to clarify, like, what, like, it's obviously not favorite song. You kind of posed it as, like, one of nostalgic. Right. And that song is Dupped Up Living on Ferry Street Um to me, like summer before I think freshman year, yeah, or maybe before eighth grade year, like that's that. That song exemplifies that time of my life, and I love it. And it also, you know, nickname. All my sisters call me G. Yep. Um, you know, Ben, you call me G. So, you know, I got a nickname from that too. So, Stoey, I th- I stole your thunder. I guess this is a tough part when it's like, wait, let's wait and see. If you would have told me, that would have been like we'd wait until the end for that. Oh, Shave, I like he, that. Shave, I like he's, he's he's literally nicknamed after the dude who wrote the song, and that's the song you choose to play before asking him what his go-to song is. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if there was a song called Shafey Shave, <laughs> yeah, you know, I wouldn't pick that as my song. <laughs> right. Like if we had decided but, to, to play Ski Lows, I wish, 
at the Ooh. start of the segment. Like that might have fit me. But yeah. Yeah. Um, is that on your list, Shafe? It's not. See, this it's is the great part list. about this. I it's, I know hey, you Shafe. guys are gonna bring some stuff that I I didn't think of. Okay. Hey Shafe. Hey yeah. Shafe. It should be QML the laugh. <laughs> Oh, oh man, Stoey gets to live with that. That's All awesome, right. Warren. So, Warren, what do you got? Where are you going to go, okay. go with this? Okay, so uh, I'll just I'll I'll spit my list. Okay, so Regulators is on there. Brings me to a very happy place. Another song. I kind of went with like nostalgic times of my life. Yeah. Slash summer feel good. So. Um, another summer feel good that has to be on there. LFO, summertime girls. Oh. Nice. No. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah, was the jam. And the sad thing is, like kids I teach, they don't even know that song exists. Well, no, they never, never will. Okay, so there's that one. And then I go to college and I think about like, what did I like watch MTV on repeat to try to listen to? And that song was Timberlake, Cry Me a River. Ooh, listen to that on the way home on the freeway tonight. Sang it while I, I drove. No. It, it's, it's also like, added some dance moves, you know, when I wasn't around other cars that could see me. Yeah, it's so <laughs> sweet. And that was like him breaking up with Britney Spears and like, or yeah. she break, broke up with him and he was yeah. like, F you, you know, great jam. And okay. then the last one, Webster, you'll like this. Okay. Nostalgic time to a, a trip to Florida got to throw kevin little turned me on uh, oh yeah well. that's fantastic there's probably very few people that actually know what that is but i don't do i know that song that i don't know i don't know if you do it or not you youtube that bad boy and and you know i thought you guys might give me some crap because i have like so many favorite songs for the list of one song yeah but i do want to let you know that my four were narrowed down from a larger list that consisted of fantastic voyage donkey butt back that ass up <laughs> Return of the Mac, Heat of the Moment, <laughs> Functified, Candy Rain, Mama's Boy, Too Close, The Thong Song, Make Them Say Ah, uh, Cool It Now, The Big Badass, White Lines, Doreen, Born in the USA, Banned in the USA, All of the Small Things, In the Club, Love You Down, The Entire Crazy Sexy Cool Album, The Entire Chronic Album, The Entire E99 Eternal Album, Every R. Kelly Song, Every Queen Song, Every Tupac Song, Every Jodeci Song, Every Outcast Song, and Every Janet Jackson Song Ever Made. Okay, that you basically named thirty percent of the songs that have ever been made. But so going back the, to the go, before you went yeah. on that weird tirade, yeah. going back to, to Kevin Little, um, what was the name of that bar that we were hanging out at in Fort Lauderdale? Was it was, it was like it was Lat- Latino Fire? Latino was Fire there? was there. So um, or was yeah, Latino and, Fire the band that was playing at the bar? No, Latino Fire was the band that played at the bar. Yeah, it was called they were the killing e it. Bar. Yep. It nice. was the thing e was about the whole bar was about three foot wide. Yep. Yep. It was about like could, it was about thirty feet long, three foot wide. You could basically go put your arms out to your side like an airplane and touch each wall. Yeah, yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah. Stoey, can you post, um, tweet, post on the Facebook page uh, the picture you sent me of your list? Of course, yeah. I'd like yeah. to see. That. I, I'm sure people have other lists too. Um, yeah, that's the one I just, I just, uh, I just read for you. Yeah, you know, so many of these songs too. As I think about it, like we should not have been listening to Donkey Butt like no. when we were in sixth grade. Absolutely and not. If you listen to that Janet Jackson album, like again, you know the one with like her on the cover, looking really good. Like those songs were really inappropriate for middle schoolers to be listening. To. Well, uh, I'll I'll comment on that as well. 
you threw out, and I know it wasn't one of your, your songs, but when you were listing your entire iTunes library, you said, uh, <laughs> back that ass up. Yeah. I remember playing high school basketball up at Benzie Central, and they came out to their warm-up music, was back that ass up, the uncensored version, when I'm like a senior in high school. And we're warming up, and of course I thought, I'm like, man, these guys are cool. Like, I can't believe they get away with this stuff. And yeah. they were just jamming it. I, I could not believe they let them play that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they I mean, probably didn't know. It was like we played Mo Murda in front of your mother because she asked, she said, is there cuss words in this? And we were, we were like just calling her bluff. We said no, and you played Mo Murda in front of your mom, and she did not know. Well, I mean, I didn't think that. To be fair, I didn't, I didn't know there was cuss words in it either. So just, just to clear the record. Sorry, mom. Yeah. yeah. Webby, what's, what is your go-to? Okay. Well, I interpreted the question also not being like my favorite song, but kind of being like more like I'm at a party. I have the remote. You know, it's late. Mm -hmm. I need to kick it up to a notch. What am I going with? That's how I interpreted the question. Okay. So I I picked out three of three different genres. Actually, two of the same genre, but I'll explain it. First song was, and it's not like old school, super old school, but I went with Into Club. Okay. Yeah. That gets the party hype every time. That song is great. Mm -hmm. That was known as my mecca in college. Yeah. I love that song. Yep. And uh, Shape, you were on uh, Spring Break Trip. Whatever, what was that? Oh three, oh four, something like that. Panama City. Oh two, maybe it was oh two. Whenever it was, that was when that song was out. That was like they played it like just basically on repeat. Do you remember Webby that we left for the day, probably for you and Dupped Up to get uh, piercings, which is a whole another story for another day. Um, right. But we were young. We were twenty one, and we we put the CD player out on the balcony where everyone was hanging out by the pool and we put into club on repeat yep. for like seven hours. Yep. No, it was just, it was just background music. It was one track. Background we music. They it. were furious with us. I don't know why. But, but but when you went out to like the bars that night, like there'd be like half the people party and then they play in the club and then like not only would everyone start partying, like the people on the beach would come right. up and start partying. It's, right. it's fantastic. And it still works today for like people yeah. of that genre. It has the same effect. Yeah. Um, so that's my go-to party song. But I went, I went thinking a little bit deeper about it. If I'm going non-hip-hop, another song which is much more, well, the, the 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 new version is much more recent. It's an older song, but I find it has a fantastic effect on parties, and I love it. Is Wagon Wheel, the the newer one by Darius Rucker, the remake <laughs> of the uh, the original, which is Old Crow Medicine Show. Don't know if you knew that, which was yeah. also kind of a ripoff of an even older song. But um, that's a fantastic song. Different for a different crowd. Depending on the crowd of party I'm having, it's either into club or wagon wheel. It's just yeah. different crowds. I don't have much wagon to wheel say about wagon song. wheel. I don't know. Wagon wheel's awesome. You don't know it, Chase? I know it, but I just don't have. I have literally no comments on it. Just that's absurd. Sell that's me that's on a it. Silly thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm up in Torch Lake, every once in a while, wagon wheel will come on, and, and it is a hit. But, oh man, you can um, do wagon wheel with like you know you can do it with your friends. Like the wife's like it. It's just a wholesome, have good you know good song. And then I'm gonna give you one more. This one is just kind of my guilty pleasure song that I mm-hmm. like to throw on the party once in a while. And people look at me like, really? That you're you're going this way? And then I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm this is what I'm doing. I love to throw on on some Adina Howard freak like me. <laughs> I knew I knew it. I I'm so happy you picked that. I love the song. I play it way too much. <laughs> Um, women love the song. Guys think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Shave, can you cue that up by any which, chance? Which one? The Adina, the Adina Howard. Oh, I'm sure I can get the Adina Howard on here for us. Ben, I, I have I'm no idea what happened that, to Adina Howard, but I'm wow, shocked, Ben, that there's a song that is not on your list. 
And do you know what song I'm thinking of? I'm shocked you did not put the Beebs, baby, on your list. Yeah, but this is a public Because form, you had you know? a serious portion of your life where, where the Bieber was, was your go-to. I, I don't think he wants to put that on like official I don't know podcast about that. record, right? I mean, this is a this is like a this is a this is a public show, Stoey. Oh, yeah, this yeah, is maybe I'm thinking here. of something else. You're right. Yeah. So that's instead, like, that's just, instead you know. of Bieber, he has this. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. He's about to lay it on the line. We don't even need to hear. Uh, lyrics. This could just be our new background track for the rest of the show. That should be our intro track, yeah, man. I mean, we might have to check with Adina and make sure we can even play this. Got a little freakiness Whoa, she's, uh, inside. Right? Nice. Yeah, she's um, and she's Michigan native too, right? From Grand Rapids. I didn't know that. Yeah, really. I think she is from GR. I have no idea what happened to her, but I do believe she hails from West Michigan. Story check up on if that. If not, let's just go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Either. Let me look it up. So that's what Shave. I'm going with. I gave you a little, a little, a little three-way uh, glimpse into how I get the party going, Shave. Awesome. Um, I have a couple, and before I get to them, I do want to give a couple, couple other shout-outs to to the some of the fans coming out to share their uh, top songs. I love Jimmy Thomas going with the "Freak Me" by Silk, which is Great nice. Song. Um, and then there were two shout outs again, this we don't have time for this. Uh, was it Hannah came out with the airfly guys as his go-to great song for our listeners. Airfly guys is really, I wouldn't even say it was, it was the hit song, but it wasn't your best song. Uh, it was, uh, from the group chill group chill formed by Ben Webster and Warren Stowe in, was that the summer of 95 when you guys formed? Yep. yep. Airfly Guys was their hit. It was before, what was the song that Nelly came out with about sneakers? Air, Air Force oh, Ones. Uh, Air Force Ones. Well Airfly Guys that. Well, well, wait that by uh, a good five to seven years. You guys hit it. You could have been famous. If Jake, you, you want to know like one of the funnier things about that? Yeah. Our rap group, which was named Chill, our slogan was, in effect, one more time, <laughs> like we had been in effect before. Right. For our right. very first song, it was like, coming back at you one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and it was good. You guys were you guys were hot. Oh, it was nice. It was a good song. Which is great. It was so, a great song. Um, and then Smoke and Joe Lena came back. Congrats to Smoke and Joe Lena on the engagement, by the way. Yeah, yeah um, congrats. Which is great. Congrats, Smoke and Joe. Uh, getting married in September. He came back with the the fight like a champ, the hit by the AJB Posse, which was your guy's rival. Yeah, they were yeah. scrubs. They were scrubs. Yeah, they were they, scrubs. They, they, they were, that was a nice song. I mean, I'm going to give respect where respect is due. Yeah, that was a, good a very song, nice right song, in. but they were scrubs. <clears throat> they were. I mean, they it were. was a good song. I will I'll agree with that, but they're scrubs. I have two songs, and these are in a direction that it has nothing to do with hip-hop at all. I knew you were – are you going to take us in a classic rock direction? Um, Slightly, yeah. Okay. Um, the the first I'll play the the initial part of it, um, and it's more of an '80s direction. I found out that 1986 may be my year, and I'll play the chorus from this. 
huh? Yep. You I like that? what you're doing here. It's happening. Steve Winwood, baby. Jake, that would get the party going, too. That's a good that one. It, good that's 80s a, jams will get the party going. Yep. That's a great song, Jake. Yep. That's that's the one. Uh, it comes on my Huey Lewis Pandora station frequently and every single time. And I've realized more and more that that's the one. And I told Dup Dup that over a decade ago, and it hasn't changed. So I'm not going to change it moving forward. Two others, pretty much Springsteen's entire catalog... Born in the USA is on there, but I, I'd say, and I could say a lot of songs. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Springsteen, so I'm not going to start dropping a bunch of names, but it's pretty much anything he's ever done. Shafe, I'm on Fire is one of my favorite songs ever. Yeah, it's really good. Webby, are you familiar with I'm on Fire? Uh, Springsteen, I know, like, was he a backup dancer for, like, uh, Janet Jackson or something? <laughs> who was Who was he? <laughs> He, that, oh, that was Federline. I think I'm confusing him with Federline. Just literally <laughs> no idea. Absolutely I know not. I know who the boss is. I'm not as familiar with him as you are, but no, he's got some – I don't celebrate his entire catalog, but he's got some good material. So, and a lot of Springsteen. And then the other one is the Back to the Future uh, soundtrack classic from Huey Lewis, The Power of Love. That's a great song. Which is another you one. You play it? You, you don't have that one queued up? Don't have it queued up, Webby. Uh, you know, I All right. maybe I edit, edit this in, out but... then. Edit it out. Yeah, I, I'll just remove that from the the favorites. Um, you know, and... uh, you know, some other good songs, Shafe, that I think you you probably like are those. Um, the guy who dances with all the really hot girls behind him. Why am I Why am I blanking on his name? Robin Addicted, Thick. Addicted to Love guy. What's his oh, name? Oh, Robert Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Palmer. He Robert he's Thicke. great. All of his songs are great. Yeah, it's a lot of 80s, and, and I think this is a good time. Stoey, I sent you, and I sent you guys both that link to the nostalgiamachine.com. Yeah, that was great. For the listeners out there, it's incredible. You're probably going to lose a lot of time playing around in that, but I, I, I went to the 80s right away for me, but I'd be curious to see um, what everyone else uh, finds as their go-to song. For instance, I just asked my wife this, what's your go-to song? Um, she went instantly without hesitation. Britney Spears, anything. Give me more oh. was the first one, but anything oh, yeah. else, any Britney yeah. Spears doesn't matter. Hey, I, Shape, I will tell you that. So my wife is also a big Britney fan. I since I had to rip all of her CDs up from <laughs> iTunes, I have like way more Britney Spears than any man should have on their iTunes. Oh yeah. But I tell you, the song I knew like her couple big hits. She's fantastic. She's great. There's a lot. But like, there's a ton of songs that like didn't even get released as singles that I, you know, I right. enjoy. She, um, when I asked my wife, I said Britney Spears. She goes, "Oh yeah, if I'm going bowling and I need to throw a strike, I'm listening to Britney Spears." Yep. Yep. Absolutely. If, if I, I that's a metaphor wife, for like a whole kind of a lot of things. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> if I ask my wife right now, I'm I'm 100 certain she would tell me "Living on a Prayer." Madonna. Really? Yep. So, what's going on in the background there? Uh, my wife is watching some type of, it appears to be like 50-year-old, I think it's Cleopatra, actually. The uh, She's on this kick where she's watching all like the movie of the year, Oscar. She's watching Ben-Hur, basically. Yeah. Basically, that... like, yeah, Ben-Hur will be like yeah. net, like tomorrow. Sorry, they were, there was some type of, there was like a 
like a Greek ship in a battle with like Cleopatra or something. It, it doesn't matter. Let's move like, back. That's to Elizabeth the Taylor, old school. Yeah. Um, well, at least Pretty it's in soon. color because she, she's been watching in black and white. She's now gotten to the point. She's watching every uh, Oscar-winning movie, starting from like when they had TV forward. Yeah. So we've now gotten to the period where they're in color, at least. So pretty soon, Perseus is going to ride in on Pegasus and save the day, save Cleopatra. I don't know. I don't know if that's in there or not. I think you. I, yeah. I have no idea. So listeners, uh, it's not too late to to send us your favorite songs. I'm always curious to to hear what what people are listening to or what their go to is. Uh, whether that's for a workout, for a party, for, you know, sitting at work, tuning out, whatever you want to do. So I'd be curious to hear that. So please send those along. I can't wait to play this next bit for you guys, though. So there's two clips here, two very different, but I think they're going to be very familiar to most of our listeners because they're mostly from Michigan. But I think they're iconic to anyone, really. Oh, for your Eastern Conference So that is Love the it. first one. We, we know it. that one. But the second one, fast forward a few years. Is this Mace? Love it. Love it. Here's the debate, and I, I don't think it's a debate, so I, I hope we can at least find a way. I think, Webby, you have a lot to say to at least create an argument for the go-to-work, the Detroit basketball Pistons, because the debate here is the bad boy Pistons versus the go-to-work Pistons. And I think what, it's... What, 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 are we, what, are we, what are we responding to? Is it like who's better or who do we like? I, and we can talk about who do we like, but I'd be curious, really, who wins in a best of seven. Okay, because I, those are two different, two different questions yep. to me. All right. And we yeah, can I, get to who we like. I think we will naturally. But who wins in a best of seven? Why okay. don't we go there and see okay. where it goes? I'll, I'm going to start this one off. Let me tell you who I think wins in a best of seven. And okay. I don't think they would need seven games. But in my opinion, the bad boys, Pistons, win that series easily. And as much, I want to first. I want to jump into the going to work business. I really like them. Mm-hmm. Sheed is, you know, one of my like favorites ever. Warren, did you really like them when it was going on initially, though? Yeah, I love. You weren't them. a believer right from the beginning, were you? I feel like I, you may I, not have been. No, I've been a Pistons fan all along. All okay, along. maybe when, I'm maybe I'm misremembering. When Stackhouse got traded for Rip, maybe part of me was like, "Why are we trading Stackhouse? Because he was pretty good for us." Right. But once we got all the pieces, I was in. volume now, shooter. I, I think you're, I think you're referring to the fact that like I just didn't love Ben Wallace. I don't know why. He's the type of player I should love. But you, mm-hmm. you, you, you became, you know, you, you came to like him a lot. I like him. I like him a lot. But I'm right, sorry, really I interrupted. Fin- finish your analysis. I, no, I, that's I, I okay. was projecting on you. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I think the issue there that we used to argue was I didn't love Ben Wallace, and I right. still don't like love Ben Wallace. But more of a bad fan. The bad boys win easily, in my opinion. And there's a variety of reasons. First of all, Rodman is a defensive machine, and that actually probably is one of my favorite basketball players ever. I love yeah. Rodman. But the the big reason why the bad boys win is Isaiah Thomas. And I don't think – I think it's clouded like Isaiah Thomas post-player um, right. because, like, he became this sleazeball and he failed at, like, everything he's ever done. 
like post. He like ran the C, uh, what do they call it? The CBA into the yeah. ground. Um, he sucks as a coach. He sucks as a GM. He just sucks. Yeah. As a player, he is the best, pl- like small player, like under six foot player ever. He's way better than Iverson ever will think he, of being. He, he, he wasn't under he, six feet, but, but I understand what you're saying. Six one. Is it, was he really? Yeah. He's small. He's a small guard. He, he's very small, minuscule. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he, he, is he probably best. is under six feet, just they, you know how the NBA does. Yeah. He's you. listed as six one. Okay. Well, he, he's like the small, the best small player around. And, you know, like the him spraining his ankle in the 88 finals that like most Pistons, like, unless you're a hardcore Pistons fan, I don't think people realize that they went to the finals in 88 and lost. Right. But like he sprained his ankle in third quarter and still scored 25 points in the third quarter to almost win. The, the Pistons would have won three yeah. in a row on if one they leg. Have, right. If they would have won that game. And, you know, all the toughness stuff, like that still plays. But aside from the winning, like I think they'd win. I think they're better basketball players. I also like that the Bad Boys Pistons, like all of them had a nickname. There was the Spider, the Worm, the Microwave, Zeke. Like they all had names. And Lamb, Joe D. Yep, Joey D. And Buddha, James Edwards, right? Buddha. James, Buddha, yeah. Buddha Edwards. And Scott Hastings, who never ever played the, the white guy at the yeah, end of the he bench. Was he was like one of my favorite Pistons ever. I loved him. He was a really bad player. Yeah. So that's, that's my say on it. I really, um, think <clears throat> Isaiah is like one of the most undervalued, um, basketball players in the history of the NBA and how he wasn't on Dream Team 1 really right. still irks me to this day. Yeah. Right. But whatever. So my question, right. Stoey, then, and this, if it's an Isaiah argument, and maybe you'll get here, Webby, but the argument then is Detroit go to work defense. It was Lindsey Hunter. It was Mike James. It was like these quote unquote lockdown defenders. They don't have a chance against Isaiah, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not Jay, even close. Jay, if I got it, can I jump in here, man? Yep. Okay. First of all, I would like to say I agree with Warren that Isaiah is the best player on either of these teams by by a large margin. I also agree with Warren that Isaiah is probably one of the the, the most underappreciated players in the NBA in NBA history. He was yeah. he was at one point he was one of the best one two or three players in the NBA for a long time, and most people don't realize that. Right. Okay. So I'm looking at this, and at first I was thinking who do I like better? I, obviously, I like the Bad Boys better. They kind of had that Fab Five aura to them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just cool. They're very cool. But I, I literally sat down before the show and I wrote out the lineups. And I'm going to, and I wrote out the lineups from the 89 <laughs> 90, the, the, the two title winning, uh, bad boy teams. And then from the 04 Pistons and the 05 Pistons. And accepting for the moment that McDice did not, was not on the team when they won the finals. He was on the team the next year. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think it changes everything as well, but take him off from it. Let's just talk title team versus title team. Right. When I look at these lineups, I like the go to work Pistons in a seven game series, uh, against the bad boy Pistons. And hear, hear me out for everyone jumps all over my back. Yeah. Okay. I'm, you're crazy. Hear me out. And actually, then I got some stats on what these teams did that will make it a much closer discussion than, than anybody <laughs> okay. thinks. Okay. Starting lineups for the bad boy Pistons. You got Isaiah, Joe D, Rodman, Lambeer and Buddha actually started. Most people think Sally started, but Buddha usually started against Chauncey, Rip, Tayshon, Sheed, and Ben Wallace. You can look at those a bunch of different ways. I think there's a lot of good matchups there. 
Uh, I would love to see, by the way, I would love to see the Rashid Wallace Bill Lambeer matchup. That would be oh, like the man. best thing ever. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> but then I look at the bad boys bench. They got, they got Vinny the microwave. They got Mark Aguirre. They've got John Sally and Rick Mahorn. So they've got Vinny and three dudes who really don't score and I'm not that excited about. I love okay. Mahorn. He's awesome. Mark Aguirre was very Webby. good. Can I Mark, throw a Mark Aguirre was nice. He's a nice player. Hold on. Hold on. Hold okay. on. Then we got, <laughs> then we got the go to work Pistons bench. We got Lindsay and Mike James, which you already mentioned. We got Eldon Campbell, although he was old, he was a nice player. If you remember, he was fantastic. He locked down, Shaq. He was locked mm-hmm. down, locked down. We got a young Memo O'Kerr. Let's not forget how good he was coming he off the bench. He didn't play. He oh, that's ridiculous. He was fantastic. And he was a we good got member big, of the team. Yeah. We got Big Nasty coming off the bench, who in any given game, about once a month, he would decide he's the best player. Was yeah. he on the championship team? He was sixth man of the year, I think. He was sixth man of the year, Warren. Oh, no four. And yep. then if you give if you give them the if you give them the 05 Pistons, which is part of the same, you know, then McDice joined the team next year and he's on the team for the next three years when they were still in their run of being good. Yep. Then you throw Antonio McDice into the mix. The bench is overwhelmingly in favor of the go to work Pistons. I like Isaiah. I I see Jody and Rip as a push. I like a young Tayshon over Rodman at that stage in his career. I like Sheed over Lambeer by a large margin. And Buddha versus Ben Wallace. I like Ben Wallace. Shave, I like to go could to you pull up? You heard it here. Could you pull up Mark Aguirre's yeah. stats for me, I have, please? I, I, I know I, Mark Aguirre was like all the rage, but come he on. He was like the number two pick in the NBA. Can we, so Mar- yeah. we traded so was, Adrian Dantley, a yearly so, uh, hey, all-star yeah. for him. Warren, I'll see your number two pick with a number two pick on that same team I didn't even bother to mention. Darko Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw out, and I know stats are – they're stats, and they, they don't mean that much. Stackhouse averaged about 30 for the Pistons, and they didn't win squat, so I get that. No, he and, did nice. He was a nice team. Uh, Aguirre nice got drafted by Dallas, and he played for him for, uh, gosh, six or seven years before Detroit traded Dantley for, mm-hmm. for Aguirre. Yeah. There was a point in his career when he averaged 29.5 points a game, he yeah. was a, a career 20-point game scorer after, like, all those down years at the tail end of his career with Detroit. I mean, Aguirre was considered a legit scorer. Like, yeah, legit, Dantley legit. was, like, considered the no. second-best player on the team by far, and they traded for Mark Aguirre. For Mark, but that wasn't Mark Aguirre in the Pistons. Can we all agree with that? I mean, come on. I mean, he he averaged 15.5 for the Pistons. So, so that's pretty good. It's still pretty good. You're telling me Mark Aguirre was like our eighth man averaging 15. He averaged more points than, all, than half the guys in front of him. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's exactly what we're telling you. That's, <laughs> that's fair enough. I, by the way, I don't have any doubt in my mind Lindsey Hunter locks Mark Aguirre down. The doubt in my mind is, is Lindsey, and this is one of the things I had posed, bench guard play, Lindsey versus the microwave. One guy's on the offensive end, one guy's on the defensive end. Right. How does that shape out? I think I give that to the microwave. Yeah. I do and, and I think too the rip the rip Joey D matchup. Joey D is a great offensive player, and Joey D is also the guy that Michael Jordan says is the hardest guy I ever had to go against. Sure, but you I got wonder... here's here's what I'm coming here's what I'm coming at the on the backcourt as well. I know Isaiah and Joe Dumars are just you know in the pantheon of guards, and we can't talk about them how you know being comparable to Chauncey <laughs> yeah. and Rip, but they're giving up <laughs> a they're... lot of size to Chauncey and Rip, a lot of size. And you guys know what Chauncey Billups does to small guards. Just owns them. 
Yeah, yeah Isaiah does. Thomas, he does not. I, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas does not guard Chauncey Billups. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't guard him. That I mean, Isaiah would be running around screens all. They, they, all they chasing, probably wouldn't even put Isaiah on Chauncey. They no, he'd be chasing rip around screens, right? Even though you're smaller. Probably. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I like to go to work Pistons. Shafe, I looked up some statistics. Yeah. All right. So division titles: Bad Boys versus Go to Work. Bad Boys got three division titles in a row. Go to Work had five. Appearances in the Eastern Conference Finals. Bad Boys went to five in a row. Go to Work went to six in a row. Okay. Um, titles, obviously, we all know this. That's the easy one. Bad Boys had two. Go to Work had one. Right. So they're much closer than I think. The, the, the Go to Work Pistons aren't known nationally. We, you know, as a thing, but they're much closer than you would think. And when I look at the lineups, I like to go to work Pistons. St- I am, I appreciate those stats, but I, I do just want to throw out also, I want to add, I looked up some stats too while you were looking up those stats, and it was Bad Boy Pistons, Magic, Jordan, Bird, and Going to Work Pistons, Um, I don't even know, Harold Miner, some Kobe other Bryant. guys. You're kidding me, right? Kobe no, Bryant, not, right? Kim we, we, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to make a little LeBron bit of a James joke. era. The entire Dwayne Wade debacle. Um, I don't think that LeBron was like a big player until like the tail run of going to work when he scored yeah. twenty points in a row. He wasn't, and he that wasn't was an it. issue at all. No, but but the but the point my point is that the the NBA loves those guys. It was always an uphill battle for either piss or pissing team going against those type of players. Right. It wasn't like the going to work Pistons like had like an easy slate. No, they had to watch LeBron shoot forty three. Free throws of the game. Do you remember when we played Dwayne Wade in the Heat those couple years in a row? Dwayne shot like 20 free throws a quarter. Yeah, I do remember that. But what I'm saying is Jack there Diesel. might be a reason why the bad boys didn't have five Eastern Conference Finals, and that's because they were sandwiched between Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. Yeah. I, I hear you on that. All I'm saying is I think the I think the knee-jerk reaction is the bad boys had a better run than the going to work. And, and, and it's not really – this is not a knock on the bad boys. Not very many people realize how good the going to work Pistons were and how long they were that good. They were really right. good for like six to seven years. Here's yeah. another oh, question then. I, Most I, of my I, friends um, who are Pistons fans don't realize that, or at least they, they don't think about it. No, I mean, we took it for granted, and then next thing we knew they weren't good and we didn't know what to do. I, I mean, Shay, for years we were rooting for Michael Curry to be able to sink that like scooping left-handed hook shot that he did across <laughs> the lane. I mean, that when the shot clock down got down, we're like, get Mike Curry the ball, get Mike Curry the ball. Yeah. I mean that's what we were. That's what we came from. Right. True. I guess the only other question for me then is the coaches, Chuck Daly for the Bad Boys versus Larry Brown, which are two you know legendary push. coaches. Larry Brown, Larry Brown slash flip. Slash yeah, flip. It's, yeah. It's a push. It's a push. If it's Larry versus Chuck, it's a push. Those yeah. are both great coaches. If, if, if it's if it's Larry if it's Chuck versus Larry slash flip, then it's Chuck. Yeah, for sure. But for if sure. you go Larry and Chuck straight up, I think right. it's a push. Well, I, hey, the other you know, question. The, I'll go ahead, Stoy. I'm sorry. One of the things I just want to point out because I never point this out to anybody, but watch this June. When, if you watch, like, I don't know if you guys are NBA Finals people. I, I hope yeah. you are. One of the like coolest things about the NBA Finals is if you watch like the intro, they have like those black and white of all the old players. So you'll like see Jordan and Magic and Bird and Russell and all these cool people. Right. And I'm always like so proud. The two, te- the t- only two graphics of more than one player are both the Pistons. It's like Isaiah and and Joey D and somebody else walking, and yeah. then all five of the going-to-work Pistons. 
because those teams were like so iconic for being like good teams, not right. having just oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's so sweet. I was watching a video today, and I'm, it's awesome that you mentioned that because it was a uh, it was the Go to Work Pistons doing their intro dance, which a lot of times was Sheed leading the the way, and he started doing the Carlton dance from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, just having a blast. And I I forgot, I didn't forget. But it's a nice reminder of how much those teams clearly were teams and cared about each other. And that's how they were identified. They didn't have stars. That's that's a huge point. And and that's another thing with the bad boys. The bad boys were awesome. They were a team. They all looked out for each other. Um, You did have a couple superstars on the team. I think you had superstars on the Going to Work Pistons team. They're just not thought of that as that way. Right. Yeah, Sheed and Chauncey. Um, Sheed and Chauncey primarily. But I would say when you look at these two teams – Isaiah is clearly the best player on both teams. Right. I think the next best player, and you guys know him biased because I love the guy. I think the, the most, the next best talented player is, is Rasheed Wallace. I'd put him oh, in number two. Talent wise, for sure. Talent wise, for sure. How much finally, money would you finally give? clicked for him? Yeah. You know? It clicked for like, it clicked for like two years. That was it. And then it unclicked. <laughs> yeah. How, how much money would you pay to see Rasheed Wallace in his prime versus Bill Ambeer in his prime? You know, for like a meaningful amount of money between the two, or whatever oh it makes them gosh. play hard. I don't, I don't know if it's money or something else. Right. For Sheed, it's probably like some like large amount of marijuana or something. I don't know, but how much money would you pay to see those guys just go at it one on one? Yeah, that'd be sweet. No, it's there. The, the styles would have been. It would have been a lot of fun to see. I, I just think you imagine seven games, and you imagine the pace and the. I, the rules, you know, we're assuming like meet in the middle, where back when Detroit. Was in the bad boys were playing. They could they could tackle people. They're the bad boys. We've seen uh, I, I the think the go to work Pistons would prefer to play like that. Can you imagine what? That'd be great. They allowed that year. They allowed eighty four points a game. Eighty four point three points a game, and they scored oh, ninety. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty unreal. So if we imagine that, so I'm I'm with the bad boys, Webby. I, I think you. You make a convincing argument. I just can't imagine with the amount of offensive talent and the defensive talent that they didn't, you know, the, the, the go-to-work Pistons, we were stuck so many times watching offensive sets and hoping that set worked, and if not, Chauncey maybe bailed us out. And I we knew what was, you know, it was a grinded-out affair where the Pistons could play so many, the the Pistons, the uh, the bad boy Pistons, to me, could play different styles and switch it up, and they they were flexible with their approach to any team. And and I think a lot of that had to do with, in my opinion, the teams they had to play. Jordan and Bird and those guys, where they go to work, they had one style. And we started seeing that evolving when Flip took over and they were scoring more. But in my opinion, the the bad boys would be able to just play a different style and and sort of fit it in and to beat. To go to work. That's my my thought. Hey Mike, hey Mike, can I respond to that? Of course. I I vehemently disagree. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I'm looking at this lineup and I know their style. I get Isaiah was a genius. I get that. You know, there's not a lot of offensive geniuses on that team. I just disagree. You know, and then and then and then that one what well, that one game a month is only like one a month where Nasty decides he's the best player in the NBA, which you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he yeah show up in where a game. are all the offensive geniuses on the Bad Boys Pistons? On the, bad, on the, you know, on the um, going to work Pistons. Rip, 
Chauncey, Rasheed gets his own shot anytime he wakes up. <laughs> Nasty would show up once a month and decide I can't be guarded. When he decided he couldn't be guarded, he was fantastic. The rest of the time, he was kind of a waste. Yeah. You know you were getting a big. You know you're getting a couple big threes down the stretch for Memo. I mean, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, I do. The, the dude got like a seventy million dollar contract from the Jazz for two good seasons. With the they Pistons. paid him a lot of money. They yeah. paid him a yeah, ton. That was like, all on. Paid. That was all on conjecture. I don't think that he like was ever did anything. He didn't well, play he, in those playoff series. He wasn't playing. Rewind the tape. He might have gotten four minutes here, four, Straight two up, minutes. Memo, Memo Kerr versus Rick Mahorn. Who wins that game one on one? Memo Kerr eats him for lunch. <laughs> yeah, good thing we're not playing one on one. Yeah, I, well, but I'm saying these guys from the from the bad boys, Mahorn, Buddha, Sally Rodman, just offensively challenged folks. Is all I'm saying. I love the team. I'm going with go to work Pistons. Okay. At least in this case, two to one. I'd be curious what everyone else thinks. I know on Facebook, it's funny. Everyone on Facebook says bad boys, no doubt. But I think that's more of a, a nostalgic memory of, you know, how excited they were and, and how sort of bad the bad boys were. I think they we got price... a lot of people who also like just, you know, probably didn't even don't even remember the bad boys, but remember it saw the thirty and thirty and thought they were awesome, which it was <laughs> awesome, and they are. I will say, Brittany had no prior knowledge of the Bad Boy Pistons, and she, I put it on, I put it on uh, TV and just sort of let it play, because I was curious to see how she'd respond, and my hopes were completely uh, fulfilled when she started realizing she's like completely watching every second of the episode, just being like, these guys were awesome. She's like, this is incredible, and... Just when they didn't shake Jake. hands with the bulls and everything. Absolutely loved every Jake. second of it. I'm glad you brought that up. The other day we were talking about the Fab Five, I think it was last week. Yeah. And how good the 30 and 30 was in the Fab Five. Yeah. So I watched it. I was watching it last week. I think I was ironing a shirt or something for work, and it was on in the morning. I was watching it. Tina came out, and I was like, he liked the Fab Five thing, right? And she was like, oh, that was fantastic. She goes, the Fab Five thing was really good, but I prefer the Bad Boys one. That one was better. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think this debate could rage on for a while, but I, uh, for now, at least, I think Warren and I are siding with the the old school bad boys, Webby. We'll call it um, a draw. We'll call it a draw. Call it two a draw. to one, probably. Two, two to two one. one it's but like, we... but like you know, but depending how you look at it, it's it's at least a draw. Okay. So I want to finish. Stoey, since we started the podcast, has been on a quest. It's an epic quest, I think. Uh, it's sort of like a Lord of the Rings style quest. Yeah, yeah. You would probably. Look at it like that with a, a trilogy. Um, it's like me, Frodo, and Link from Zelda. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's a perfect way to describe it. This quest uh, is full for... Hearts, yeah, yeah. Full, full, full hearts. hearts. So you can, like, full hearts. Throw the sword. Yep, yep. You got the Boomerang master sword. sword. Perfect. <laughs> so this is for Founders KBS, the Kentucky Breakfast Stout. And... Uh, just for our, so our listeners know, I went to beeradvocate.com. I don't know if you guys have been to the website where they uh, I have it. I'm on, they, I have the app. Yep, he has the app. They they rate beers. Uh, the Beer Advocate score got a hundred on beeradvocate.com for the KBS, the Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Stowey's quest, he's reached it. He's reached uh, the end to <clears> drop <throat> the ring into the 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 lava. Are you telling me this is like the Trey Burke of beers? It it is. It, it's well, actually, you know, there is a beer better than this, the the, the Canadian Breakfast Out, but it's pretty much the best beer around. 
Walk me well, through a better, story. There's a better, you know, that'd be like the Chris Weber of beers. I'm saying this is the Trey Burke of beers. This is the Trey Burke of beers, most definitely. Nice. nice. So, so this quest has been for a while, and I'll, I'll just say I was popping in some stores in southeast Michigan. I want to say some stores. I'm driving, you know, I'm driving all over the place. This was probably a couple months ago, two, three months ago. Just say, hey, you guys getting KBS in Mar- March? You guys getting KBS? You guys getting KBS? Most people looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, we're going to get it. And then I'd ask, well, do you have a list? Is it first come, first serve? And they all just said first come, first serve, which I kind of I kind of figured. So right. it came out um, the 14th, uh, and this is this is really pathetic that I know all this. It, it got shipped to distributors on the 14th, and then, like, I knew, like, a number of stores' truck schedules because I asked, like, when would your truck come in? Right. So I knew when they would be getting it, and um, the places I went, their trucks came in on Thursday, so this was last Thursday or the Thursday before, and I walked into my first place, okay? I walk in, and I say, hey, do you guys have KBS? And the guy actually looked right at me and said, please don't say that so loud. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, I walked over there, and I was like, do you guys have the KBS? And he said, are you on the list? <laughs> and I almost crapped my pants. And I said, well, I came in here about a month and a half ago, and I was told there is no list because that's too much of a hassle. And he pre- well, proceeded. Warren, is this the same story you reported on like two like two shows ago? Uh, Where they were like, you got you come in, you get a beer. You come in, you get a beer. Yeah. Okay, yes. That is the story. That guy said, you come yeah. in, you get a beer. Yeah. Different trying guy, to figure it out. Like, right? Do I got to sign up? How's it work? Yeah. Exactly. Different guy told me that there is a list. So I actually pointed at this guy that you're referring to, and I said, <laughs> "No, that guy right there told me I just come in to get a beer." So then the guy like starts asking me 20 questions. He's like, "Do you live around here? Where do you live?" <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah, he basically sure legit. He basically wanted to know that I come to that store often to buy beer. Otherwise, he was not going to sell me a Kentucky breakfast stout. He, I basically, I showed him my ID, where I lived. He sold me one. Nice. Had the Kentucky breakfast stout. But the story does not end there. I went to another store that I had not talked to. I just was like going on a whim. Yeah. This guy also had Kentucky breakfast stout. I bought another one. And then you, this gentleman. Warren, can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Do you buy them in like, is it one bottle? How's this work? Like, Okay, they come in four packs, but like there's such a high demand, all these stores just sell a bottle. Is it just like a, a normal beer sized bottle? Yep, twelve ounce bottle. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So then this guy said to me, "I've got something else for you. It seems like you like beer." And I said, "Well, of course I do like beer." So he pulls out a Dogfish 120, nice. which I told you guys I've been yep. looking for. So I bought the Dogfish 120. And now I have two Kentucky breakfast outs and a Dogfish 120. Yeah, you sent me that picture rubbing it yeah. in. It was nice. Have yep. you drank one? I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. The next day, I went to another store, got another KBS, and this was a Friday. This was last Friday. And the and I saw, like, a pallet of Oberon. And I said to myself, huh, Oberon's not supposed to be out yet. So I yeah. asked him, I said, hey, are you guys selling this Oberon? He said, yeah, uh, I wasn't supposed to put it out to Monday, but F it. And I said, <laughs> okay. So I walked out of there with a, a KBS and a, and a sixer of Oberon. So I've drank one KBS and it is, 
it's as advertised. It is so good. So it's a, it's an oatmeal chocolate coffee stout that's like been aged in Kentucky whiskey barrels. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about it is as you drink it, like as it gets warmer, it like kind of changes. So when I first drank it, I'm like, Oh, I taste the whiskey and it's, this is okay. Right. And then as I drank it and it got warmer and warmer, I started to taste like the coffee. I started to taste everything else. Yeah. And it was just, you're, you're like a wino of beers. Yeah, I'm getting really snobby with my beers, but but that's okay because I'll still pound like natty lights if I have to. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm I have two more KBSs. Shafe one one is in the fridge. Um, I'm probably gonna drink that like when we get our like twentieth like on Facebook or something. Okay. Um, and then I have one that I cellared, and Ben, this is open for you too. I told Shafe I'd save that okay. for him, but if you come. And visit me. I've got that KBS. We'll crack it open. I also have a Blushing Monk from Founders, which is like a, a 11, 12 percent raspberry ale. Yeah, that's really good. And the Dogfish 120. I've made up my mind. I'm gonna wait till I uh, uh, Don has the kid, and then I'm gonna drink that Dogfish Sounds 120. That. The Dogfish 120 is 18 percent alcohol. I think I think I've had the Blushing Monk before. I think I've actually had that in Orlando. It's very good. Nice. Well, it's congrats, Stoey. Um, I'm feeling good about it. I feel really good about this pursuit. It sounds it sounds really good. I mean, everything you've said so far, I'm 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 very happy about it. Yeah, I've uh, I think I've told you guys this before. I feel like I've made it as a man because in my basement I have a I have a fridge full of beer, and the freezer on top of that is full of a deer that I shot. Yeah, so. you're basically that bearded guy from that Dr Pepper commercial. Yeah, I think about that all the time when I see that. Yeah. I think of I think of you a lot when that comes on. Maybe you and Don talked about it, but regardless, I think every time I see that commercial, this guy like I don't know if he's like catching fish with his bare hands or something or like he there's like an eagle beard. screaming in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of you. That's I yeah. think that's how you wake up in the morning like that. Yeah. For sure. I think I think all you need is a wood burning furnace, and then when your kids get old enough, you can just make them cut and chop wood and <laughs> heat the house. So basically, like my dad did. That's what basically my dad did to me. My after school activities. <laughs> yep. Pretty well, much. You didn't you didn't chop wood, did you? Oh, Shafe, I've chopped a ton of wood before really? I met you. I chopped a ton of wood, and then also for the privilege of hanging out with Warren after school, I had to chop wood at his house. <laughs> I uh, I actually find uh, wood cutting now pretty therapeutic. It's uh, tough. <laughs> um, ben would Ben would want to hang out. And I'd say, well, okay, that's fine. I just got to do this one thing, and he'd he'd say okay, and then we'd be throwing down like seven cords of wood into the basement and stacking it up. Right. That's right. awesome. Nice. Just normal normal stuff. You know, normal just normal stuff. day. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks for kicking off my weekend for me, guys. I'm I'm going to yeah. enjoy it on this Wednesday yeah. night. And next time, I want you guys to start thinking about this for our listeners, too. And I had posed this to you before. We don't have time today. I'm curious to hear what movie or, I guess, what TV series you guys think best represents the city of Detroit. I'm doing my research. I watched RoboCop last night. That, Got I it. think, I'm that on more it. than anything probably captures the, the city. But I'm really curious. There is obviously a lot of options. And so I'm curious what you guys think. So we'll touch up on that next time. But for now, appreciate you guys talking again. Colin, if you're out there. Hey, get a hold of us, Colin. You can't make that free throw. You don't know how to shoot a free throw.
<laughs> Later, guys. Later, you guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Next time, we'll tackle the question, which movie best represents the city of Detroit? Tweet your answers to Where is CP? Email them to Colin, can you hear me? at gmail.com. Send them to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Colin, can you hear me? And don't forget to subscribe on the iTunes app. Have a great day.